But even if you're dating the world's hottest woman, uh, if you have filet mignon every night and then suddenly, you know, mac and cheese becomes available, it's it's just you're going to want to try the mac and cheese because you, you can always have the filet mignon. And so, yeah, yeah like, keep in mind, this is this new woman's going to be a woman you've never seen poop. Right. There's going to be all these like right. positive feedback loops right. that maybe maybe protect you from her humanity. Right. So she's going to be some kind of ideal. But I just think it's a novelty thing. And I think the same. And, and, and in this case, the man's female partner has the additional novelty of it being a woman. Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships using candor and humor that is often controversial, but usually in good faith. On today's show, we'll discuss an unusual variation on the typical post-threesome dynamic, a poorly timed fart, face-sitting, some more on squirting, and much more. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Uh, I'm well. We'll get into the salacious content imminently here, but since I haven't done this for a few weeks, I feel obligated to today. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show. If you'd like to ask us questions or provide some feedback, we can be reached at YMMVPod on Twitter or by email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. Uh, we read and respond to everything, and we famously pay $10 for any feedback we receive. So go ahead and try to bankrupt us. Okay, Mike, I have an update on the experiment I promised to run where I told my online dating message, uh, matches that I am in an ENM relationship. Um, are you ready? Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, to our new listeners, I have a girlfriend. Uh, we've been seeing each other for about a year. We are, I guess, <laughs> we've decided that we are ethically non-monogamous, but neither of us have actually uh, hooked up with anyone. Um, but I am still on a few online dating forums, uh, including Hinge. And I hadn't looked at it for a while, but I had like 30 matches. So Hinge tells you when you have matches. So I could see that I had 30 matches and I wanted to experiment with telling these matches that I am ENM and seeing how they responded. So yes. So you crafted a, a message to send to each of them. Do you want to read? Yeah. I, I, you, you sent the same text to each person, I right? I did. I didn't want okay. to Yeah, you want to have a good uh, clean. With different, right. But, well, okay, so they all started the same. It says, hi, X. So, hi, Jane, exclamation point. And I said, full disclosure, my girlfriend and I are ethically non-monogamous. I endeavor to earn the chance to amuse you over dinner or a drink. And then I would, so that was the, that was the first message and it was the same for everyone. And then I would send a sec second message with um, some sort of question relevant to their profile. Um, and so I messaged 27 women like this. Uh, and let me count. The other three excluded because uh, maybe they said something in their profile like, I'm looking for a long-term relationship. They said something that made it so that I knew that they wouldn't be interested. And the that other 27, sense. I mean, most women are looking for a long-term relationship, of course, but some people made it so obvious in their profile that I wanted to give this experiment a chance. And like, if you choose women that like say that they're not looking for ENM and then you tell them you're ENM, like it's obviously not going to work. So I didn't include people like that in this test. And okay, so I messaged 27 and I, one, two, three, four, five, six, Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Not 14, bad. These 14. are replies. You're counting the replies. No, I have uh, oh. 19. <laughs> I have 19 people left. So that means that eight oh. just blocked me it without response. Just blocked you. Right. Oof. Okay. That's not, and, although that's not surprising. I mean, it's it's sad, but it's not surprising. Right. You you know, did you do any, uh, I, I from, I think we discussed this a little bit, but maybe we didn't concretize it enough. You didn't mm -hmm. do any sort of like, it would have been cool to have done and maybe i think you had 150 matches so you had some matches on some other app it would be cool yeah, to that do was some Tinder, kind of a yeah. rank it'd be some cool to do some kind of a ranked ordering of attractiveness or something for yeah. them so that way we could get an idea of whether the people that block you because now that they're blocked like you're gone right you can't even see them anymore I yes assume. so it'd be cool to know because my thesis of course my hypothesis of course would be that the most attractive whatever nine or ten women just immediately blocked you and it's going to be the least attractive that remain although you might be able to eyeball it anyway yeah. I mean, 
problem here is I'm sort of burying the lead, but only okay. one person responded with any uh, kind of interest. So eight fully blocked. Uh, one, two, three, four, five responded. One of them is is potentially interested. The other four said something like, hi, I'm looking for a relationship. So it sounds like this probably wouldn't work since you already have your main squeeze. This person said, hey, that's awesome. Not my thing, but I wish you the best. Right. This person said, thanks for the heads up. Not really my thing, but wish you the best. And this person says, I appreciate the context. Not in a place where that's compatible with what I want. Blah, 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 So blah. these people that respond, I mean, I don't know, is it possible for you to quickly like sweep, sweep through your eyes and say whether these people who responded and said no are people that you would, I mean, on the the binary scale of one being yes, you would be interested in having sex with them, zero, you would not. Are they typically ones or zeros? <sighs> or is it just impossible to say? Reluctant ones, <laughs> I guess. Okay. Okay. So they're okay. So you're not, so these are, okay. All right. And some, the reason I was asking Some are that is, right on the edge, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of, I'm trying to, the thing that I'm trying to get at there is, there's this, there's a certain amount of like wanting, you know, I don't want to know how the world really is. It's like, you know, I want to believe that there's, there's a heaven and a God. I want to believe that things are great. <laughs> so in some ways it's like when you, so, so people say, I want you to be honest with me, but the thing is when you are honest, then they don't want you to be honest. You know, it's like, it's like, well, actually I would rather you just, you know, not do that. Yeah. Um, I wonder about that, but okay. And the reason why the attractiveness thing matters in that regard is it's like, well, are these people who uh, are likely to quickly find other partners or are these people for whom you might be kind of a score? That's, that's kind of, you know, why that yeah. matters. Okay. Let me finish the results here and then okay. let's, let's get into the specifics here. All right. So eight just blocked me. Four said no. One said yes. This is what she said. Uh, um, she asked me when she, when she liked me on hinge, when you like someone, you can actually ask a question and I have a picture of myself in front of Petra and Jordan. And she liked me and she said, where is this? So I said, hiya. Uh, let, let's just say her name's Sarah. Full disclosure, my girlfriend and I are ethically non-monogamous. I endeavor to earn the chance to amuse you over dinner or a drink. That pick is in Petra and Jordan. I'm on a quest to get to 100 countries before I turn 50. at 77 right now. And then she said in her profile that she spends a lot of time in the pottery studio. So I said, what's something you've made from clay that you're proud of? Right? So... That, that's like a typical example of how, like, I'm not, I'm not just saying I'm ethically non-monogamous. I'm actually, I made a good faith effort on all 27 of these people to yeah. try to tease. You didn't, a you didn't just immediately said like, you didn't immediately just say like, can I be your Patrick Swayze in that scene from Ghost or whatever? We can right, rub yeah. the pottery suggestively together. I, yeah. you know, look, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot on the internet about what the right strategy in your opener is. But anyway, yeah, that was sure. mine. Uh, and she okay. said, I would love to be amused over dinner or a drink. That photo is amazing. And I love your travel adventures. So that feels okay. like pretty positive. That that feels so, like a, a good thing. This is, uh, our, our viewers can't see this, but um, this is one picture of her. It's really this hard is, to see that. Yeah, <clears throat> I know. Let me see if I can. Yeah, I don't know if I can actually get it to. Yeah, it I seems can't. okay. Like definitely height, weight, proportionate, reasonable looking person. I think. Yes, that's okay. right. That's right. I mean, she's. This is this is. I don't know. Privileged to say, but I probably would not normally consider her for a date. But she's she's on. It's debatable. Like she's sort of on the edge. Um, well, I don't understand. So are you, if you're going to go on a date with her, are you saying this on the podcast because you intend not to go on a date with her or because you intend to go on a date with her and not tell her about the podcast? Because it has to be one of those. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. She's like, am I the one that's that you said because was too I read ugly? the ex I read the exact chat. You're right. Uh, mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm leaving for okay. Europe for three months and, okay. and, you know, shortly here. So, okay. So you're probably it's, just not it's going academic. to do it. Yeah. Okay. Fair. And then by the time we got back, she'd have to listen back like 15 episodes. And you're probably were also put off by her not knowing 
at a minimum from the uh, yes. Indiana Jones movies what that yes. location was. It is yeah. it is a very obvious of the tr- uh, picture of the treasury at Petra and her saying where right. is that would be like I don't know standing in front of the Statue of Liberty and saying somebody's saying where is that a little bit. She yeah she should have said like did you find you know Indiana yeah. Jones's dad in there or something yeah. whatever did, the right yeah thing did you drink yeah. from the proper chalice there we go yeah there you go that's the right one yes that anyway. would be like a oh I, you know that's like a wink you know you know okay. Okay, I have so a somewhat basically, funny Petra yeah. story, by the way. So they really lean into the Indiana Jones stuff there. Mm-hmm. And in the parking lot where there's all these touts selling random stuff, there's people selling Indiana Jones hats. And this one guy was selling Indiana Jones whips. Um, Indiana Jones, of course, famously carries a whip. And so these four bros from, I don't know, Michigan or something, I'm guessing, bought it. And they were... <laughs> they had rented camels <laughs> and so one of them was on the camel with his whip and he lashed it you know so it goes like Whoosh! but he didn't know what he was doing so he broke open he the skin the no he yeah. broke open the skin on his forearm and you know oh, he, he himself he was bleeding wow. all over the place it was hmm. a pretty amusing moment anyway that's all great. right so that's jordan all right so anyway i got basically one person so 27 people liked me indicating some sort of romantic or sexual interest. And one of them, oh, and I sent all of these like four days ago. So some of the non-responses are probably the women haven't checked, but uh, yeah, I got, let's see, one, two, three, four, plus the eight blocks. I got 12 explicit no's, one yes, and 14 undetermined, but probably half of them are just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So the, the real rate's probably like one for 20 or something. And and yeah. the one I'm not even really that interested in. So like my general theory, which is that if you tell uh, women that you're ENM, it's you know it's curtains on on meeting them. I think is probably the, the case. Yeah, and importantly, I mean another important aspect here is that you're not. This was specifically these were people who liked you, but what I want to say is something like this was not. These were people that you might not have considered otherwise. So in other words, some of, right. you know, you, you were just right. taking a, a, a pool of people who, who liked you, but even if you were, if you were single and you were just looking for a partner, you actually would have excluded some of these just because you would have said, well, they, this person doesn't make the cut for whatever reason. And even there, so you were, you know, see so the average sort of quality of these people was below your typical. And even then it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I took screenshots of everyone's profile because I anticipated that some might block. And I thought if, you know, oh. like eight of them said, hey, yeah, sure. Let, you know, let's go get a drink. Then we could, we could sort of do some sort of comparison about relative attractiveness. But out of the 27, I think three, there were only three that I would have pursued if not for this experiment. The other, Got the it. other 24, I would have just ignored their like or thumbs thumbs down them or whatever interesting yeah so that's where you're at i mean this this makes sense to me like it actually makes me wonder because of course there's a set of people who self-selected out of liking you right for whatever reason maybe the algorithm Mm -hmm. on the app did that or maybe they just said oh this guy's out of my league Mm -hmm. and so it makes me wonder i mean there obviously there must be some point you would get to where a people person would accept that but i actually think I, i think it's possible there might not be might be a bottomless well, uh, be, yeah, or it might be that uh, they, they, you'd have to go pretty far down in terms of attractiveness or sort of whatever life qualities of the person before you would get to somebody who would unabashedly say yes to this. Yeah, um, I think there's, you know, I think uh, it, it uh, relates to a topic that we we talked about a little bit uh, at one point, which is um, this notion that women. Uh, there's a certain amount of shame for women of having like each additional partner for their body as their body count goes up. There's a certain amount of shame associated with that. And so basically it's just like, they don't want to like, maybe shame is the wrong word, but there's something negative that goes along with it. And so the, and so women just don't want to like allocate one of their slots to you if you're ENM, right? Yeah. Like it takes a special kind of person to be willing to do that. Yeah. There was a poll by, uh, Ella girl on Twitter. I think it was yesterday or maybe Maybe it was longer than that ago. I can't remember. I, I saw it yesterday. And she asked, 
she said, uh, you've gone on a first date with someone who you find physically attractive and everything went well. Uh, they invite you back to their apartment, presumably to have sex. Do you go? Uh, do you go? And the possible answers were, I am a man. Yes, I'm a man. No, I'm a woman. <laughs> yes, I'm a woman. No. And something like uh, 82% of the men said yes. And uh, some small fraction of the women said yes. And yeah, I mean, what's going on there is women, for whatever reason, even, and, and I'm sure this varies by age. I'm guessing women in their 30s would say yes more than women in their 20s, for example. Right. But yeah, there's um, uh, much more preciousness associated with uh, each sexual partner uh, than for men, for better Right, or worse. and of course, that, that leads to the question of what would, it's a broader question, but what would happen, you know, how would women behave if that were not the case, if there were no negativeness or shame or something associated. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't just be from the broader society. It would be for them themselves, uh, for each additional partner they take on. And would they uh, behave differently or the same? And it's sort of a, an impossible question to answer because a lot of this is subconscious and within the woman herself. Like she's grading herself. It's not just right. society doing it. So yeah, um, yeah. It's, I, I, I find it. I, I think that I suspect that to be successful in ENM, you would need to be part of some kind of community where it's happening, whether it's like a fetish community or uh, just like a, a group of swinger slash uh, non-monogamous people. And then I think it would work. You could kind of do the full tour of that community and have many of the women as partners, but you would need yeah. to find that group. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to sort of remove the shame bar. Another way is you can pay. And so obviously you could use explicit prostitutes or you could use something like seeking arrangement or one of the other sugaring websites to find people. Right, um, right. The other thing with those websites, I've had some success using seeking.com in the past. I've, I've never paid anyone for a date, but uh, what I do there is I, <laughs> well, I'm better looking than the average person on those sites. And I can chat with people to, I don't know, show that I'm normal in a way that I think most of the men on those sites aren't. And right. if a woman is on that site, they've already sort of self-selected for valuing their sexuality a little bit less, or at least, yeah, I think that's right, actually. I don't know if they're valuing it less. They're more aware of its value. They're less ashamed of its value or something. I'm, I'm not sure what the right I, I think. I mean, but I think the main there. thing there is there's a sweet spot on I don't know about escorts, but I think there's a sweet spot uh, for a large percentage of women where they would be willing to take a certain amount less money or, and, and, and money is sort of, I mean, there are different ways to think about money. It could be that you're explicitly getting money. It could be that you're going on vacation. It could be that you're, you feel like the person's there for you if you lose your job. I mean, there can be a lot of ways that there's yeah. value exchange, yeah. uh, but then just literally here's your money. But I think that, you know, you can imagine a certain amount of money, whether it's like an, an invisible insurance policy or whatever it is. But I think that in general, uh, this, well, maybe it's obvious that women would take less money or perceived money or value for a higher value man, whether more attractive, younger, more compelling in some way versus like the maximum amount of money for, I think we had on either last episode or the episode before, like the, the rich guy who got like superseded by a, a billionaire or something on seeking arrangement. And like, yes, there are women that will do that where they're just purely going to go after the maximum amount of money. But it makes sense to me that most women would not do that, that they would look for something that like feels good for them. That's easy, relatively yeah. easier to do, uh, but gets them kind of what they feel like they're worth or some, something like that. And I actually don't I actually don't think that's diff that different from vanilla dating. I think that's something society has to reckon with is that that's not, that's actually, that's not that different from vanilla dating. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's just that <laughs> most of the world isn't enlightened. And so you have well, to like, there's play a, this I, game. I, I love mentioning my, uh, your fault, uh, uh, exposure to TikTok, but there's a woman on TikTok who makes videos and she basically has made this choice to be a housewife or a okay. stay at home. Well, she's not, she doesn't have any kids. She's a stay at home wife. What do you mean by choice? And she had some sort of lucrative career and then decided to turn it she, down. That's a good question. I haven't watched, like I'm not the most assiduous user of TikTok. Uh, so I didn't like, <laughs> you, go you haven't every seen one her, her entire canon. 
No, I watched okay. a few though, and they come up if you if you sort of follow, pay attention to the whole video. Maybe they come up more often. So I've seen maybe five of her videos. Right, right, right. Maybe listeners will actually know who I'm talking about. She has like dark hair, uh, whatever. But she <laughs> uh, she's pretty. She's fairly attractive. Oh, oh. Uh, and she. she uh, but her she went to college and maybe has some kind of professional degree. But basically, she's. It's always that like there are these feminist comments that she's responding to. People mm. saying, oh, you're taking us back to the 1950s and things like that. And she, her basic response is like, well, I actually disagree. I think that like people are too doctrinaire about feminism and they miss out on pretty nice life opportunities where a woman can get a guy to support her in various ways and not in a negative way, right? It's not like, oh, I'm tricking you. Like everybody knows what's going on and everybody's just pretty happy about it. Um, and that's sort of her point is that that's not necessarily a dysfunctional situation. It can be great. And yeah, I think I, mean, I just I, don't I think the line between that and sugaring is really thin slash non-existent. So. Yeah, I mean I agree. I think the best way to state my position on feminism is yeah, people should be allowed to do whatever they want without judgment. And they should try not to judge themselves. And once that's the case, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do things that are viewed as anti-feminist. It's that you should have the choice to do it, whether you, you know, to do it or not do it. Right, even if that fits into a traditional or stereotypical gender role, like that's right. fine. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to feel shame because you, you know, want to stay at home and hang out with your kids. All right, let's move on. This does give me an idea. We've we've been floating around the idea of doing more solo episodes. I could do an episode where I give my opinion on how to best use the four or five dating apps that I have a lot of success with. That could be. It's a good idea. Mildly interesting content because the strategy on Hinge is very different from, you know, Seeking is very different from Tinder. It's very different from OkCupid. And so, yeah, it could be interesting. Is OkCupid is still a thing? It is. Um, huh. There are fewer people on it, but there's still some and you can still meet people on it. So interesting. Uh, to wait, wait for my episode on that to find out. Uh, okay, let's get into some Reddit topics here. These are not the... I don't know, highest brow topics this week, but let's get into it. This person says, my girlfriend and I had a threesome with another woman and I've never felt more emasculated. She, 24 female, is bisexual and the girl, 25 female, we had sex with was also bisexual. It was my 23-year-old male girlfriend's idea. I was down for it for obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean, I think most men would be up for an MFF threesome. Um, sure. I thought it'd be hot to see my girlfriend be with another woman, but now I feel terrible. This girl was so much better at everything than me. I've never been able to make my girlfriend react in the way that this woman made my girlfriend act. I know a woman knows what a woman likes more than a guy does, but this woman who we only met a few times prior and who has never slept with my girlfriend before made her come like a fucking freight train, which is something I've never been able to do. I don't know how freight trains come, but he's only 23, so his word choice isn't perfect. I'm now right. at the point where I feel super insecure and unassured of myself. I hate that we did this and I don't know how to talk to her about it as I don't want to let on how insecure I feel. What should I do? So I wanted to read this one because it's a different take on the classic disaster where the second man makes things interesting or difficult in the, uh, you know, for the, for the couple. Yep. Yeah. But you notice that in both threesome cases, this is a note to men in both situations. So in the MMF situation, okay. Either MFM or MF MMF, of course, MMF being where the two men interact and MFM being where they're at least not supposed to interact, although it's challenging probably not to interact <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, in either of those cases, there's a risk for the the man in the couple, right? MMF, because your, your uh, female partner has seen you now have do some interaction with a man and so that, you mm -hmm. know, she's going to look at you differently after that. And that is mm -hmm. what tends to happen. MFM, uh, there's some similar risk, like, and also there's a risk to the man that he sees her with the other man and whatever, whatever happens there. And then this one is also a risk for the man, right? I mean, it appears that there's not really a risk for the woman in these situations. There's a risk for the man. Like here now it's that the woman, his, his partner really, really enjoyed being with this other woman. And he saw that and now feels really kind of uncomfortable because that happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you have a take on why that happened? I have a take, but maybe you should go first. Uh, I mean, he says, I think the, the big reveal here is at the end when he says, um, 
yeah, he's he's like afraid to talk to her about it. He feels insecure and unassured. I think this this gentleman is uncomfortable talking about sex, and so they're pr- he's probably not communicating very well with his girlfriend. And you know, if he hasn't had that many partners, then he may not know what she's doing. And if his girlfriend hasn't what he's doing, and if his girlfriend hasn't communicated to him how he can be better, it totally makes sense that somebody else, it's not necessarily just because it's a woman, uh, that somebody else can be significantly better in bed than him. And so his general shyness around sex, I think, is the bigger issue here than whether this woman is some sort of panacea for his girlfriend. Well, but don't you think that like, so, so the thing I think, okay, if I engaged in an MFF, okay, it actually, so it's not necessarily that the guy, MFF probably could go either way, but I'm pretty confident. And I know, for example, I know a couple that's talked about having an MFF and one of the rules, I mean, astutely so by the female partner of the couple, if they were going to do an MFF, which they probably won't because it's too complicated to practically set up Yeah, is uh, that, you know, the rules about who kisses, whom, who penetrates whom, like she wants to yeah. set up all these rules. But one of the rules, and I understand this rule completely is where and how the male orgasm takes place. And in, <laughs> in some ways this violated that rule. And here's what I want to say about that. Like if I had an MFF with my partner, like a long-term relationship partner and a new yep. attractive woman, and I had the orgasm while say doing PIV with the new attractive woman, yep. it would be a really strong orgasm. Like I'm, sh- I'm for sure. pretty sure of that. Yeah. For sure. Actually, you said, you said earlier that you don't think there's any risk for the woman, but yeah, this no, is- No, no, I, t- I took that back just now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is the risk for the woman is that like right. your male partner, <laughs> and like, of, I mean, even if she doesn't need to be objectively much more attractive, so subjectively right. she's going to be super attractive just because she's new and different. Right. And so- Yeah, you're basically like this new person is letting me do, do this to her and that would be right. extremely arousing. And like, like even if you're dating- novelty. Even if you're dating, I don't know, Emily Ratajkowski or you know, somebody who everybody agrees is a 10, you probably don't even know who that is. Uh, no. She's, she's hot. Um, hmm. But even if you're dating the world's hottest woman, uh, if you have filet mignon every night and then suddenly you know, mac and cheese becomes available, it's, it's just you're going to want to try the mac and cheese because you, you can always have the filet mignon. And so, yeah. yeah but- and keep in mind, this, is, this new woman's going to be a woman you've never seen poop. Right. There's going to be all these like right. positive feedback loops right. that maybe maybe protect you from her humanity, right? So she's going to be some kind of ideal. But I just think it's a novelty thing. And I think the same. And, and, and in this case, the man's female partner has the additional novelty of it being a woman. And I think that novelty, that combined novelty is sufficient to make it really, really compelling for her. Yeah, but... And, and to explain it, basically, to explain what's going on. Okay. But that's not what happened here. Like what happened here is... This other girl outperformed him on his girlfriend, and now he's. I don't all... think it has to be an. I don't think it has to be an outperformance, though. I think it could just be explained by novelty, right? I mean, she's super excited that she's getting. I assume it's oral from a woman. It's got to be oral, right? And uh, and it's a new partner, so basically she gets like the double novelty, and okay, so okay. she has a really strong orgasm. Okay, but there's like a game theory thing here in any threesome. Mm-hmm. The third is always going to be much better for either one or both of the other partners, depending right. on whether they're bisexual. And then you can collectively bargain various things, like who's going to come where and what you're allowed to do. But all you're doing then is sort of conceding the the initial problem, which is like, yeah, one or both of us are both going to be way more attracted to this other person. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I think there are some swingers or people who engage in lots of threesomes who can not have this jealousy aspect matter that much. But I think for most humans, this jealousy aspect is going to dominate the experience for one, two, or three of the people in, in, the, in the post-threesome. Right. Time. I agree. The, I, the, with an MFM situation, I find it, uh, as a man, I find it a little confusing in the sense that it's hard for me to get into the mentality of a woman being that excited about a novel man. Yeah. Just because like I've read so many accounts where women's like, for example, the frequency of female orgasm on a first sexual encounter with a new male partner is pretty low. And so I think, well, in a threesome situation with a guy, like, 
yeah, it's it's hard, a little hard for me to see who wins there because if it's MFM, like, is the woman really going to be that into it? I don't know, but okay, like, but certainly, like, let's say that you, uh, your your role, and let's say you're not a cuck, you're not into cucking. Your mm-hmm. role is to sort of sit there and beat off while some other guy just rails your girlfriend and gives mm-hmm. her a huge orgasm like that. I don't know if jealous is right, but I think it would just be like you'd feel pretty replaceable. Like it would be like you'd be like, yeah. I mean, the fact that you don't see other people doing that to your partner is useful. It's a useful kind of mental shield. And having to see someone else do it would just right if you had to see like for example, if you were Pete Davidson, <laughs> right, or Kanye West, and Your you had to watch that Ray, yeah. that Ray J video with Kim Kardashian, which is yeah. one of the top videos still on Pornhub.com. Yeah, uh, it would be a little weird if you. I mean, if you could watch a porn of your female or male partner with another person, that would be a little strange, right? Yes. Like I think there's a Boy. trick our minds do to imagine that other people aren't having sex with them. I have only uh, once but, dated someone that had done porn in their past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I intentionally never sought it out. I never saw it. Still, you still have not seen it. Still, yeah, we only went on three dates and then I actually forgot what her porn star name was. Like now I would actually be interested in seeing it. Okay. Um, but was she really, time, really good at sex? Like was there some tricks or something that she had? Uh, I don't know if I had enough of a sample to evaluate that, but not particularly okay. so in my small sample size. She was unremarkable. Okay. Okay. Which isn't to huh. say it was bad. It's just unremarkable. Right. She didn't like have some crazy sword swallowing deep throat or like just her anus was like some sort of black hole for penises or something. <laughs> for example. Right. Yeah. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, this person says, okay, this is probably the lowest brow of. This is the farting one. Our, our content today. Yeah. Look. I normally don't read these sort of gross out stories, but this one right. got so many upvotes this week and I don't find this particularly kept compelling, but a bunch of people did. So I, I just want to experiment with this kind of content okay. on our show. So. All right. This person says, had the most embarrassing moment of my sexual life and it ruined my relationship. Help. This is pretty bad. Hmm. A guy I've been seeing for a little bit as friends with benefits took me out to eat at my favorite Thai restaurant. We had great. So when she said that, I thought this was going one way, but it doesn't really go that way. We had great right, food tie, and conversation. Not relevant. Right. Exactly. We okay. had great food and conversation. Came back to my place and was cuddled up on the couch and started making out. He was getting pretty hot, so we moved to the bedroom. He lit up a joint and wanted me to smoke it while he ate me out from the back. This is where it gets bad. Huh. I was hitting the joint and he was eating my pussy and ass. Hmm. Um, this thread isn't about this, but. You know how you're not supposed to go from the ass to the to the pussy um, yeah. with with penis penetration. What about if you're using your tongue? Can the that, same and issue I also occur? Notice, I just noticed. I mean, I I can't help but notice that there was no. I mean, it sounds like the store. The timeline here is: they go to the restaurant, they come <laughs> home, they get on a couch, they make out, yeah. they go into the bedroom. He gives her a joint and pulls her pants or skirt down and starts doing this while she's yeah. on her knees. And the problem I have with that is that there's no point between when they left for the restaurant and this point when she like wiped her ass or mm. any sort of hygiene situation. Right. So I'm getting pretty worried right. generally about this, <laughs> which well, maybe was why he gave her the joint. He's like, look, maybe this will make you not realize what's happening. The joint, the joint does come back up as a, as a point of relevance. All right. Okay. It felt okay. so good. And as I was taking a hit, I lost it and started to cough and I accidentally farted right into his mouth as he was going all into my ass. He screamed uh. and vomited. I cried. Everything stopped immediately. <laughs> this is he got dressed and left and hasn't spoke to, spoken to me since. I don't know how many times I apologized, but he still will not return my calls or text messages. Is there anything I can do or say to get him to come back or should I just let it go? I can't stop thinking about it and feel so bad. I like it when uh, he screams. The number, yeah, the number one comment is shit happens. Right. Uh, and then somebody said, I mean, he's probably thankful it didn't happen. And the response to that is on a microscopic level, it did. Sure, anyway, sure. Uh, a couple more details. She says, we were friends with benefits for about three months. He's younger than me, late 20s. Right. Uh, that day he was being spontaneous and a friend told him about his girl came real hard smoking a joint and getting eaten out at the same time. So that's why they were doing this whole elaborate joint setup. Uh, I think that's all the relevant inf- information. I don't really have that much to say about this other than that. Uh, 
I have been in situations where my partner has farted during sex. I've not been in this particular one where while eating someone's asshole, they let one rip. I can imagine that mm. being pretty. Um... I mean, for me, honestly, let, let, let me just say it. I think I would like maybe nope out of ever seeing that person again myself. Like that that's would what, be yeah, that's what he did. so repulsive. And, but I'm not someone who is eager to eat people's ass in the first place. So like, I don't, you know, once that bar came down, maybe I would be fine with the occasional methane escaping from the colon while I was there. Well, she said the claim here is that he threw up. <laughs> and this is right. why it's like a little, right. I'm a little, right. okay, fine. Let's just take it. Let's take it at face value and assume that this happened exactly as described. I mean, yeah, he had a, he had a traumatic experience. He suffered a trauma <laughs> here. He screamed and then he threw up and ran out of the apartment. Yeah, right. I mean, so this is Wait, like- did he run is, out? Is that what it said? Might have said he I ran thought out. so. I don't remember that. Uh, I'm imagining like he's actually he exiting the apartment. He screamed and vomited. I cried. Everything stopped immediately. He got dressed and left. Yeah. So yeah, he effectively ran out. Yeah. That's interesting. He got naked in order to do this activity to her. Well, this is probably- Didn't have to. He didn't, but he was probably hoping this would develop into a PIV situation or it's PIA. It's kind of funny because, I mean, he didn't need all this to happen. He could have probably just stuck it in. Like this wasn't, uh, <laughs> she wasn't too discerning about exactly what activity was going to happen, but okay. Uh, so let me ask you this. When you I mean, had- Some people are more giving lovers than others, Mike. No, I hear you. Well, he obviously had some sort of scene in his head he wanted to set up. Yeah, if I this think is so, indeed yeah. true. When you've had this type, you said you've had something analogous or along the same lines as this go on. Like, have you had uh, it to the point where you had to stop sex because it was just so it was so foul? No, I have okay. not. I, I, I mean, I've thought about this in the past. Like, I've had a number of sexual partners. And the number of farts that have happened is extremely low and so low that it must be that almost all women spend an awful lot of resources making sure it doesn't happen. And I don't know. You don't think it's possible that just during PIV sex? Oh, wait. Oh, you think maybe I'm not noticing it? No, I was thinking that during PIV sex, what could be you're not noticing, it could also be that like having a penis inserted in your vagina actually makes it less likely for gas to escape. Could be. Like, could I mean, be. it's actually an interesting question. I've never- That hadn't occurred to me, but could be. This is the following has never occurred to me. And I don't, I may have, God, I may have broken rule 34 here because I don't oh. think there's porn of this. Uh, Go on. Is there a porn or is there any evidence of whether or not a woman <laughs> could have a penis inserted oh, in her no. and then poop at the same time? Oh, is that possible? Okay. Like, could she slide know. a poop I don't by know, but the penis? I, I assiduously on, avoid yeah. scat porn. And so, no. okay. I wouldn't, okay. I don't, I'm not sure I would see this even if right. it did exist. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to see it, but I would like a, I would see, I would watch it once for science and I would like to know if it exists. And it would be, I agree with both I those just, two things. I just wonder whether it's possible physically because, yeah, I, understand. Yeah, I mean, like, there just may not be enough space. Uh, I'm guessing it would be uncomfortable right. for her. And this would extend um, to yeah. difficulty farting. Yeah. All that being said, like if you're giving her oral, yeah, I mean, I, it seems possible that she would fart. I mean, but on the other hand, like as a guy, I haven't really had this issue during receiving oral either, which just suggests that like, and it's honestly like probably emissions from your anal area relate to some kind of muscular process that your body probably shuts down while you're having sex. It's sort of like how you don't, pee while well, you have yeah. an erection or whatever. You have some kind yeah. of valve or something. And they're just, there's some sort of musculature that doesn't operate that way. And who knows? I mean, reasons. we should, yeah. we should move on because yeah. this is one of those instances where all of the women are screaming at their radios or cell phones saying, cause they know the answer to this, right? So next time we have a woman on the show, we'll, we'll ambush them with this question. Right. Um, so anyway, all right. So she farted. Um, yeah, I, there are certain things that a woman can do that make me feel like sort of noping out of the situation. I mean, we've talked famously about the girl I was dating who had a bit of toilet paper on her vagina and that was, mm -hmm. that was it for me. But I think my, my, um, disgust threshold is much lower than the average person's. Well, do you have another example besides that? I mean, do you I don't know. No, I was, like that? 
trying to think if I could think of. One. I mean, hygiene issues generally are, are an issue, but I think that could go either way, right? I mean, oh, I have another it, one. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was I was dating somebody. Uh, not dating. Uh, I went on a first and then a second date with someone, and she had. I mean, she just. I think she just wasn't wearing deodorant, or she she had bo, and it was yeah. noticeable and foul. And I was like, yeah, I just don't want to get this person back into my bedroom. Like it just seems, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just overly sensitive to that kind of stuff. You didn't ever, I mean, a thought I would have in that situation is something like, okay, this person has this hygiene issue and it's probably mm-hmm. an, a longstanding hygiene issue and maybe she was attractive. Yeah. And I might, I could see thinking she to was. myself, wow. Okay. So I might think to myself, wow, this person is single because of this hygiene issue. Hmm. I have found her because nobody else is willing to deal with this. And if I find a way to deal I with know, this, I basically I have like, I've, I've sort of like scored some kind of her. goal here. Exactly. Yeah. And then I, she's good. If I can do it in such a way that she doesn't leave me. Now, the problem with that is there's some sort of like Cinderella thing here, which is like you fix the hygiene issue and then she's immediately going to start dating like some NBA player. Right. So basically like you, and I bet that happens too, where people, where some guy like up levels a woman and then she just fails. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's probably no winning there. Well, the whole world is. I could take a short-term win, like if I wasn't, you know, looking to marry this person. Getting a few That's weeks true. or months would be would have some value. It would be tricky to figure out how to deal with the bo thing. Probably something like paying somebody else to tell her, uh, you know, where where th- it's not obvious that that happened. Like you just pay some friend to, or some you know some acquaintance to run into her with you, and then have him just say the horrible thing. And then she'll ask, well, is that true? And you'd be like, yeah, you know, let's, 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 you know, and then, then you can be like the kind of night there's some, there's something like that you could do to solve this, it. This reminds me, uh, earlier in my career, I was managing a team of folks and the company I was working for insisted on having all of my reports, write Reviews for each other. Mm. And, um, this one guy who worked for me wrote this review for a girl who worked for me. Oh no. Where he complained about her BO and Mm. I'm supposed to deliver the peer feedback to my employees. And And you did, right? Yeah. I mean, I was sort of obligated. I actually asked HR and they were like, it was a somewhat young company. Right. And they said, so anyway, I was awkward. But that's an example of a case where someone was being paid to tell someone else they have BO. Right. Um, I think that's a, yeah, that's a thing that can come up partly because if you have employees coming from different cultures, they would have different standards about certain things. And then, right. Yeah. Like somebody has to do it. And really, I think the HR person maybe should jump in and do that and not force the the manager to do it. But yeah, yeah someone's got to do it. Right. Yeah. So, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, this one's short and sweet. This one says, when you say sit on my face, do you mean sit or hover? I'm a plus side girl, sized no. girl, and I'm pretty insecure about this. And I'm very confused because when they say sit, do they actually mean sit completely or just squat? Um, well, this, well, I this know, easy, yeah. Yeah. I know what I know, what I mean when I say it. Uh, I don't ever say that, but I know. I know. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, I'm certain you don't. So why don't you, do you have a comment you want to make before I bias you with what I'm going to say? Although you're oh, not going well, to say I mean, what I'm going to say. I've never, I've never, uh, uh, had sex with a plus sized person. I have to say. <laughs> so I don't actually know. I don't, I'm not totally like, I, I, to be honest, like I've watched BBW porn before, uh, just out of mm-hmm. curiosity to like understand how the people's the bodies are. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm not, I actually have no personal experience in that area and I'm not attracted to very overweight people or really overweight people generally. So that's not going to be something I'll have a lot of experience with. But um, if you take like a more typical experience, I think that I I think I would say squat, but really what I think is typically meant is the woman gets on her knees. uh, Okay. Now I know that I'm supposed to say she's facing the same direction as your head. (laughs) Although if you're in a 69 position, she's facing the other way. And for some reason, I always think of it that way. So basically, she's facing the headboard of the bed, let's say. Yes. As is your head. Okay. And right. she, and importantly, she puts her, uh, her, her knees, she locates them kind of above your shoulders, meaning toward your head from your shoulders. That way, she only has to straddle your neck and head area. And that way, it's actually not... So it's sort of squatting, but it's really just kneeling, right? She's kneeling with her... And then she can simply 
decide how far apart her knees yeah. are in order to position. And then your head is on a pillow, so your head is a little bit up, right? Yeah, it depends on the situation. You can do it where hmm. uh, your you the man is completely lying down, or you can do it where the man is sitting up a little bit. And you Ooh. know maybe resting against the head headboard, not like f- fully. And in, in which case, she could almost be standing. Oh, interesting. Okay, if, depending on your torso preferred? length and the height of your partner. That's not really sitting on your face, though. That's some other event. I, I mean, uh, I like it. Sitting I like the would idea. be the wrong. Sitting would be the wrong word. But in the yeah. kneeling situation, sitting sort of the wrong. I guess squatting and sitting are well, okay. Whatever. This is just vocabulary. I mean, nobody seriously means sitting because that would. I mean, that, sitting per people imagine like uh, crossing your legs, like a kindergartner might do, and that's obviously preposterous. You'd just be sort of balanced on your face. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, basically anything she did, short of. I mean, you could imagine something like the uh, milking table. Milking table is a thing where men lie <laughs> face down on a table that has a hole cut in it. No women really want this. This is just porn made for men. Uh, and this dick is sticking through and the woman fillets it or something through the table. You can imagine something similar, yeah. Right. You can imagine something similar where there's a hole, a larger hole in a table that the woman could sit on. But the thing is, like, I don't think her vulva would protrude properly through that. And it's just not yes. what anybody means. Yeah. Getting the physics right there would be hard. That's right. Uh, the reason why... I ask people to sit on my face is because mm. I think it gives them more agency in the oral sex experience. So they can add or subtract weight or position better than they can when they're on their back, which is the standard uh, cunnilingus. I think. I mean, my position. impression of this is that women generally prefer the lying down position. I think it's easier for some reason for them to orgasm in that position. Maybe just physiologically or psychologically, it's the position where they're kind of. I think psychologically sex. too. I think I think yeah. a lot of women are sort of. I mean, men too, but you know, embarrassed about their bodies. You read lots of posts yes. about you know women not liking being on top because they feel like they're sort of you know, on display. Um, well, I mean, they are in the sense that if you're lying down as a woman, mm-hmm. men don't really, I guess, you know, high weight proportionate men don't have this problem because a man's body doesn't have a lot of fat deposits that kind of shift around. But a woman who's on top is going to like her breasts aren't going to be, because she's not wearing a bra. Typically her breasts are going to kind of be not necessarily completely controlled in their motion and so forth. And so it makes sense that she would be more confident in the way she looks when she lies down because things kind of settle, settle in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we could move on here, but I think the, the answer, look, okay. All right. As for like, whether you should like sit and put all your weight and what's going on there is no, the answer is no. You should not do that. There are some well, men course. who have like a suffocation kink, uh, mm. but that is different than the standard sort of face sitting uh, right. invitation. So I'm sure I, well, this person but, doesn't listen to our show, but that's the answer. I, I also think that largely, not largely, but in a, to a significant extent, this activity is more for the man than the woman. I think that most women, ah. like put it this put it this way. There are there is a subset of women that masturbate through unusual means, not bad, just unusual, where they, for example, rub their legs together, hump a pillow, lie prone on a bed face down and, and hump that way. There are various things women do, but most yep. women, most of the time, have their orgasms lying on their back with their legs sort of parted. That mm-hmm. is not true for men. Men, Keith famously likes to stand up <laughs> in front of his desk. Men do it in the I, shower. I, I men sit at that. that is, go on. Okay. But, but, but the point is that men actually, men get uh, some kind of different pleasure from different positions, which makes yeah. some sense because men, like in when they're having PIV sex, men adopt different positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I think that women, I think there's a, I think women have a stronger orientation around a single position. And so basically you're moving the woman out of the most common orgasm position for them when you do it this way, not to say they can't climax from this. I just think it's more of a hassle and more work. And typically women would avoid this position. Maybe it's also psychological in how their body looks. If I could ascertain that my partner is perfectly comfortable with her body, like she doesn't 
you know, she feels a less than average amount of shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I mentioned this because yeah, when I, when I invite people to sit on my face, it's usually because, I mean, I'm not doing it for my own benefit, although I don't, I kind of like okay. it. I can imagine doing it for my own benefit, but mostly and I'm doing say, it because I'm trying to impart agency onto them. Do you say sit on my face? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. the way you, you you do it. Do the women do the women want you to or want you to not or express no opinion about whether you masturbate yourself while they're on while they're on your face? Do they care what your hands are doing down there or do they want you're not you're basically it just using your mouth. Come up. It hasn't come up. Hasn't come up. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's an interesting, that's an interesting <laughs> one. Well, and the, the reason I bring that up is that it is, un, it is not uniquely, but it is a position where you can give oral and masturbate at the same time. Whereas yeah, if the woman's lying right. on her back, it's actually kind of hard to do that unless you have some sort of weird apparatus. Yes. Some kind of bed uh, adjusted or bed uh, affixed um, fleshlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, your hand yeah. isn't, you know, yeah. You're right. You're right. I guess you could ever scoot to the edge of the bed and you could kneel in front of the bed and then beat off, but she can't necessarily know you're doing it. Like, yeah, so I could see a woman fetishizing that, like, oh, you're you're so into. So you, do you ever? Are you saying that you never masturbate while having a woman sit on your face? I mean, one annoying thing about these conversations is, <laughs> you know, like let's say it's happened, you know, ten with with ten times in my life, right? Uh-huh. Like, never out of ten. Isn't really a super large sample size. Although okay, that's a fair now answer, that I though. think about it, I think I've had more than ten women sit on my face. Yeah, I would say that I typically would masturbate during that activity, and it's because yeah, like it it is, uh, it is it, it heightens the arousal having female genitals near you. Yeah. Um. But uh, the problem is that you, yeah, you you kind of don't want to nut in that position because yeah, you're I just, mean, yeah, it's kind of lame in a face sitting so. situation probably PIV is going to follow. And so, right. And I, I mean, the and only I, other thing I can think of is the, the, the reverse face sitting that you don't like very much. And I understand why, because of the butthole. Oh, but he likes that. Well, I, issue. Guess, I guess people who like eating ass do. Well, no, no, because you could have, then it's like a 69 position, but you could, I, I believe I've done this before where the woman is facing the other way, but she's sort of in a 69 position. And then you jack off into her mouth. Sure. Right. That's like, that's like a possible thing to have happen. It is. Yeah. And then that's yeah. just, yeah, then you're getting the whole, the maximum stimulation experience without PIV or whatever. Right. But that's, that's something you've not done. Correct. Oh, you should do that. I don't like I don't want to. masturbating around partners. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, hang on a <laughs> sec. I used to be that way in high school. So you, do you never touch your penis around partners? Uh, yeah, again with never. I, that, rarely. Okay, rarely. I, when I say never, I mean rarely. I guess I, I, I should yeah. do better with my terminology. Yeah. So, so is that because? Okay, so obviously I'm going to jump to the suspicion that that's because masturbating is more complicated because of being because of circumcision issues, and so needing like lubrication. Is that why? Or I mean, I think there are a number of reasons why one might masturbate. Like no sleeping bag nearby, or. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one could be to like maintain arousal, right? Uh, okay. One could be, um, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, pleasure seeking. I guess I maybe my struggle is I don't like doing things that are sexual pleasure seeking that aren't explicitly working toward orgasm. That's not exactly true, but for yourself or your partner, for me, for myself, but masturbating is deaf. I mean like, but okay. Very normal kind of neutral activity in a blowjob scenario is basically, I mean, you see this in porn all the time and it's something that I do affectionately myself in my life, which is basically to masturbate into a woman's mouth, right? Mm -hmm. That's something you just don't, that's not, cool no i I do when i have okay yeah what about masturbating into a woman's vagina or onto uh well sometimes i pull out and then Hmm. right 
if I if I miss time the pulling out, I might need to masturbate a bit to got it. Sort of slip and slide situation. Finish the right. deed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I think we have time for one more topic. We can keep talking about this, but no, let's do one more. <laughs> I'm, I've been ready to move on from this one for a while. <laughs> okay. Uh and 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 now we get back to squirting. After years yeah. of always wanting to, my wife has began squirting. Squirting. Yeah. Now she loves how it feels and is really into it, but I'm turned off by it. It's kind of gross. It was always one of our fantasies. I thought that I would really be into it. Throughout her sexual history, she would occasionally squirt. She would do it maybe a few times a year, not very frequently, but it would happen. Within the last year, though, it's happening almost every time we have sex. She loves it. She said it feels really good. I thought I would be into it, but it's kind of gross. It really is a mix of urine and whatever else comes out. Urine. It really smells. She squirted all over her furniture. So we have to clean the furniture and sofa pillows afterwards. It's a really strong urine smell. She's so into it and now proud that she does it so easily. I briefly brought up that she seems to be, he wrote that she seems to be a lot of urine smell and she got really hurt and self-conscious. She said, I made her not want to do it and she really likes it. So I dropped the subject. It's been okay, but a few nights ago, she squirted all over her sofa, (laughs) tried to clean it up the best I could, but the next morning it smelled. Just want to tell my wife that I'm not into it, but don't want to squirt shame her. Thought suggestions. Uh, Squirt shame. Yeah. Is there a like legion of women out there who just experience incontinence when aroused? This guy talks about how it used to be occasional and now it's constant. And I'm wondering if, you know, there's some sort of training that, uh, yeah, I don't understand, right? Like, uh, is... Yeah, is there some sort of like, I don't know, class or experience or set of experiences that women can do that makes squirting happen way more often? Or are a bunch of women squirters, but they just hold back? Or like, what's, do you have a theory of the case here? Um, I mean, it makes sense to me that there are certain activities. Uh, I mean, the, the, the surefire of the activities people do on in porn to cause a woman to squirt involve kind of vigorous rubbing of the wall, the shared wall of the urethra and the vagina. Uh-huh. And so it makes sense to me there's certain activities that make a woman have a propensity to like relax there and have some incontinence. Uh, it's also could be like a life change, right? I mean, if you have a baby or something, you're going to have incontinence. So I don't mean there, there are other like facts missing from this. Um, but I don't know if they're to the question of whether there's some large set of women out there that are squirting all the time. I don't know. Um, are there a large, is there a large set of women out there who aren't squirting, but kind of sort of feel like they could and are resisting it. And if they did would enjoy sex more. I don't know about the enjoy sex more thing, but it is, I'll say this, it is really common women who kind of almost orgasm, but never, but aren't able to get over the hump. It's really, really super common to see them say, Oh, I feel like I'm going to pee. Yeah. And so maybe, yeah, I mean, it could entirely be that there's a certain level of relaxation a woman gets to where it's a little bit confusing and Hmm. yeah. And basically in a highly aroused state, they, they, as they're more relaxed, they stop controlling the pee basically. But it makes sense to me. Once you've achieved squirting frequently, would it be a bummer to try to stop yourself from doing it? Do you think? Maybe. I mean, it sucks. Look, uh, well, I doubt it's that big of a, it wouldn't be like, and I did this in my youth once it was uncomfortable. I basically stopped my semen from coming out because I was curious. It was really uncomfortable. Like I, I squeezed my penis in such a way that it, semen didn't come out. I don't think it would be at that level where that's like blowing up a balloon on the inside of your penis. I don't think it'd be yeah. like that, but uh, it was uncomfortable. But, but yeah, I mean, it could be that it's, there's some positive feeling to basically just not trying to control anything to totally lose control. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense to me that if you just, if you just decide you're not going to try to control your pelvic muscles at all, they also might start pooping, right? Like they, they're going to have rhythmic <laughs> contractions of their anus and like in between yeah. those rhythmic contractions, maybe small amounts of something would escape. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah. That's going to do it for episode 70 of your mileage may vary. Again, we pay $10 for any feedback we receive. So to get that free sweet cash, simply send us feedback to at ymmvpod on twitter or by email at ymmvpod at gmail.com thanks for listening and we look forward to having you join us next time bye for now Physique. 
cheveux et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me veux 